Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker. Today I have with me Will Carlson, and I am so excited. We're going to be talking about diving into theme and to, and to help create an immersive engagement sort of experience for our students. But before we get to any of that, let's have Will introduce himself a little bit. All right, so hi, I'm Will. I uh, teach in Northern Michigan, uh, originally from Minnesota. I have um, two and a half daughters. I've got one on the way in May. Woo! Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm coming to you live from the uh, baby room, as you can see with the pink walls. Nice. Uh, but yeah. Um, Talk teach... about immersive learning right there. You're just, I mean, you're I'm already sure. like changing the whole experience. <laughs> we are fully immersed. That is true. Nice. Uh, so two and a half kids, uh, and you're from upper Michigan. So mm -hmm. I'm from Wisconsin here. So we're, whew, we're like neighbors. Yeah, for sure. I originally am from Minnesota. So we're, uh, so I kind of went over the top of you there and went to uh, Northern Michigan. So we're close to the UP, but not, we're, we're still considered, uh, below the UP. So, and what grades have you all taught? Um, my first year out of college, I did substitute teaching, so I've kind of taught every grade, but, uh, with my own class, I've done first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. And fifth is what you landed on, right? Yes. I like fifth. They're just the right amount of smart alecky for me. <laughs> I agree. I teach sixth and I like it. It's a perfect blend. Uh, well, that's great. Let's, uh, let's get into this. So we'll, let, before we sort of venture into sort of where you're at now. Let's get a little brief introduction to your start into gamification and 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 maybe some ties to the early themes, if you will. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been um, teaching for I think this is my 17th year. Um, most of the in, uh, engagement that I've used in the past has been through websites, you know, Classcraft. I do a lot of, I've done, always done a lot of tech integration in my class. Um, so for me, last year, getting into the Well-Played Podcast. Nice. And, uh, yeah, and reading uh, this book that somebody wrote, um, XP Lab. <laughs> somebody, uh, we don't know. We'll track that guy down. Guy, I don't know. Might be in uh, the show notes. <laughs> uh, really started to get into this idea of really fully immersing myself and my students into the actual theme of the game because that was always kind of just on the side over here as an excuse I used for uh, experience points and things like that. Every once in a while I'd remind the kids, hey, don't don't forget we're um, traveling through this medieval land or whatever. Mm -hmm. For a long time I used medieval um, theme just because it goes well with the website Classcraft. You're already kind of a character um, in the medieval genre kind of uh last year i started um kind of dipping my toe into marvel marvel was hot at the time with infinity war movie out and they eventually end game so i started kind of um, moving towards that uh, and really just saw a total difference in the game once i got fully on board with my own theme nice i i i like that <laughs> sort of arc I, i'm a big big believer in well gamification in general so 
whatever can help people sort of get into gamification, I'm cool with that. And if that's Classcraft, if that's even using little things like Kahoot or GimKit, that's great. Uh, but ultimately, like what I want to do is get people over into sort of the new world of education, as I call it, you know, and truly like build a colony here, not just dip their toe in, not just uh, right. take a vacation here. I really want them to, to settle here and do what you did and like take that leap to designing and building their own experiences. And it's not as hard. I mean, it's not easy, but it's not as hard, I think, as some people make it out to be, right? Uh, right. It's amazing to me, kids' imagination. So here on this episode, while we talk about theme and building immersive experiences, it can include things like a room transformation, but it doesn't have to. Right. Right? Like, I don't know. I just think about how powerful just language is. And just as long as you start shifting that language, like so you went from sort of a fantasy theme to a Marvel theme. And I got, I, I'm going to imagine here, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that like you, you said it went well. So kids are, kids are into it. Kids are doing it. But like your physical space didn't super duper change. No, not really. I had, um, I actually had a student who was really into, um, kind of helping me with the origin story. Mm -hmm. uh, he was super into the fact that we were going full on, gamification and so um he wanted to kind of help any way he could uh, it was kind of a side quest to help come up with an origin story for our bad guy our villain um and then i took the uh i had always been the game master mm -hmm. um and so I kind of played around with those words and uh our villain became known as metsum rage so i just switched the letters around completely and by the end of the year uh, kind of revealed that Metsum Rage actually was just Game Master with all the letters moved around. But just that simple, like you said, that simple language change, that simple uh, change of some letters here, some things there. I didn't do any crazy changing the uh, walls or anything like that, although that would be super awesome. Uh, Again, yeah, like not trying to take it away from people that do room transformations. Those are epic. Those are awesome. But we can all get into a little like Pinterest uh, anxiety when you see those because right. it's like I, I don't know if I can do that and I never want anybody to think when we're talking about theme and immersive learning we're not we're not excluding room transformations but we're not necessarily like fully including them either because if you go to my room my room looks pretty much like a middle school teacher's room <laughs> the walls are pretty barren and I hang some students work and you know like but it's the language that I use, you know, it's the fact that we're in the realm and we're in the guilds and, you know, you use that kind of language and you have quests and right these things that sort of make them feel like they're on it. And students, the, the, their power of imagination is truly endless. Yeah, for sure. I, um, one of the things that I struggled with early on was, am I really doing, is this gamification of what I'm doing? Um, so kind of what, uh, what John Meehan talked about in your show last week, just, I was kind of doing that. I was stuck in that small G uh -huh. world, all G gamification where I was, you know, I was doing fun games here and there. I was doing review games here and there. Um, and I just needed something that would kind of tie it all in, tie it together. And I found that, you know, through the well-played podcast, uh, I was listening to some shows about theme and said, okay, I'm really going to go for this. I'm going to try it. And it's just a matter of me saying, here's what it's going to be. 
uh, I'm going to fully engage myself in it. So I think the the hardest part for me was finding what is the theme that I truly loved and I would geek out with. And so I started with the medieval and that was fun, but I had done it for a lot of years. Um, so it was just kind of a matter of me. What am I really into? And, you know, I've always been a fan of comics and uh, there's so many options with superheroes, super villains. And so um, I just kind of dove in with both feet with that last year. So that's I been that's huge. awesome. And I, I think one of the like breakout points that I want to make there is as teachers, I think we're naturally like givers and we're trying to create an experience for our students. Even if you don't gamify, you know, you're trying to make a, a safe environment, a caring environment and this other, this, that, and the other. But when it comes to gamification, I'm not saying you can't do that. You know, if you sit there and think like, what do my kids like? And then try to do that. I'm not saying that that's bad or wrong, but I think what I have seen over the time helping, you know, hundreds and thousands of other teachers get started gamifying the ones that are still gamifying a year out, two years out are the ones that chose a theme that they, they embody, right? Like, so you can give to your students, but like, I truly believe this is excellent and powerful pedagogy. And if you're going to choose a theme that's going to die because it's not your passion, well, then that isn't giving to your students. Like, I'm going to say, like, this is a moment actually to be selfish because the power of this pedagogy is so strong, so good. Right. That it's, like, worth choosing the thing that's going to sustain you. And I promise you it will work for the students. Right. And I think whatever, you know, if you're passionate about it, the kids will follow. So if you're not, I mean, the kids can sniff that out pretty quickly. If you're if you're like, here's this medieval land. I don't know. I heard it works for this for teacher over there. Um, so we're going to try it. The kids will be like, no, that's not, you know, that's not you. They, they can sniff that out pretty quick. Yeah, you have to um, like, so, I love your example there. Like if somebody just took my, <clears throat> my Realm of Nobles and said, hey, we're doing Realm of Nobles here in upper Michigan now. Like, but if you don't dig on medieval, like crossbows and, you know, catapults and, you know, sorcerers and stuff like that, if you're, if that's not your thing, yeah, it's going to, it's going to flop. Right. Yeah. So when I started with, um, actually I went with a theme called, we are the guardians of the Eververse, which is about as nerdy as it sounds. Um, but I really love the, uh, the movie and the themes of the guardians of the galaxy. Um, and just kind of that, you know, play on how it was just very whimsy and comical and it wasn't too serious. Um, and so I kind of went with that and um, just gives us the power to kind of, I'm general ed, fifth grade. So I've got to come up with something good all day, every day for 180 days. <clears throat> so all no day, pressure. Every day, man. That's. But that's the beauty of doing, you know, comic universes. I mean, you really can do anything with just about any character, any villain you can think of. So, yeah, and what really I like to with, with theme, and I'm sure this happens in a comic book theme as well. You can have the large story, mm -hmm. but then you can have these little these little vignettes, these little small small scenes, these small activities easily sort of click into your theme, click into your large game. I got to imagine that happened in your. Yeah, I actually started um, this year. I, I was seeing how much my students loved graphic novels. Um, 
and I did get a big, huge collection of comics. So during our stamina reading, they would be always going for the comics and the graphic novels. So I was like, you know, that's a really easy idea I could use to kind of get them more engaged in the game and get me able to, you know, put some theme out there for the kids. And so I started making little vignettes just with Google Slides um, of like comic book settings for why we were doing a tumbling tower challenge. Um, I call it the Tower of Doom. And so I would just have, I would just have this um, super, you know, Superman is looking up um, and it says that, you know, the tower is falling, you know, who can save us? And so just that little one or two slide intro just kind of got the kids more engaged and like immersed in the theme, like, oh yeah, okay, now I see why we're doing this. And then the review is still, you know, like you've said before, we're still the masters of our content. So the content is the same. It's just that you've planted that little seed of theme before you start. And so the kids are just more into it, more engaged. Well, I, I, perfect way to say it too. You know, they're more connected to the experience. Uh, they know that school's important. They know that they have to do the work. But the fact that you took a time to just, just even add even one slide, you know, even if just at the beginning of your PowerPoint or at the beginning of your handout, there's some reference to, you know, Superman or some sort of, world for you it reminds them that like oh yeah yeah we are trying to save the universe like we are you know and they get excited and sometimes that excitement will be rewarded by more things that happen like maybe that's the start of the worksheet but maybe later on like you throw another wrench in it the villain shows up and something bad happens and like and some days it doesn't happen but it makes that unexpected nature of the game kind of more enthralling yeah, and it's uh, just dropping a, a little bit of a Avengers song, like before you start the challenge, as yeah. uh, so for the kids to go, uh oh, there's something, something is coming. I I mean, music is something too that I don't often talk about in here, but I use it all the time in my class to have to create a mood, to create an atmosphere. So for me, I I am to be honest, I almost always have music playing. Uh, it's usually some Spotify playlist that's doesn't have words to it but if i was doing some like boss battle or event you bet i look up some sort of epic you know like soundtrack sort of music and it does it amps those kids up and it's pretty fun it's pretty exciting uh you know break that that dimension you know use use music to increase immersion in your experience in your class like guaranteed yeah for sure and then the other thing i do too is um i like to get people from my school involved where I'll have, um, like I did, I, one of our map quests this year was a breakout from Arkham Asylum. So the whole thing was, uh, there were different rooms and different villains and you didn't know who was inside what room, but, uh, we keep, we kept getting these cryptic messages from the Joker. Um, but I would involve other staff members. So we had this really nice lady who was our attendance lady um, who the kids thought for sure she was the Joker because she was she would be dropping us messages off that said, you know, aha, or it had a Joker card or there was some kind of uh, just to get them engaged in the in the game and realize, oh, yeah, there's something coming for the map quest later because we got this note uh, or from the teacher across the hall would come over and say, I got this in my mailbox. I think it's for you. Um, so I like to uh, use some of the staff members too, every once in a while, that are willing to help me out. Well, uh, kind of keep the kids uh, from knowing that it's all me all the time. So 
that's how well, it's that's, been. That's nice. Sometimes when I do uh, like more complicated things, I don't always do this. I don't want anybody to get freaked out about that. You have to do this with theme, but like if I sometimes want like an audio message or some sort of video oh, yeah. to play, I, I try to get the voiceover to be, you know, the eighth grade social studies teacher or the seventh right. grade science teacher, you know, something like that where it's like, Oh man, that's like not Mr. Matero doing this. Right. And, and sometimes when they dress up their voice a little bit, sometimes kids don't even know who it is. They're just like, I know it's not you. Like, mm -hmm. this is creepy. Who is this guy? Yeah. Last year, the kids were kind of on to me that I would do that. And I had one guy, uh, my neighbor teacher that would, Help me out quite a bit, and so they would always. The first thing they would do is say, "Oh, that's Mr. Meyer. Let's go ask Mr. Meyer first. So they would always go to him first. And so if I had somebody else help, they're just confused, like, "Wait, it's not Mr. Meyer this time? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> There's more? It. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's really good too. Like a good idea, another way to sort of bring the theme to life. It, you know, we've talked about adding like a graphic to a slide, a graphic to a web page, a graphic to you know, Google Doc or whatever that sort of reminds them, centers them on the game. Uh, now you're talking about like messages sent from from people. That's another like good reminder. We've talked about language being a, a, an empowering sort of thing for your game. Um, all of these things, I tell you, they, like I said, I'm not trying to say that gamification is easy, but. <clears throat> I guess I want to say it's just fun. It's fun to create that. Like it's fun. like it does take time for me to think like what picture am I going to put here or you know what is going to be this little vignette in this unit. But I don't know to me it's it's powerful and positive work to do. For sure. Yeah, and that's actually changed it's really changed the way I um attack the day, I guess. You know, it's it's more well, we need to, instead of we need to get through this, it's how can I make this that I know is always a challenge. You know, it's long division. It's not like, uh, it's not yeah. like some super, super exciting. How can I make it um, so the kids are more, you know, they think of it as a challenge as opposed to you got to do this work. Yeah. No, I mean, that's really the shift, right? Like when you're playing a game, a game, I mean, oof, I'm, I'm just finishing up making a new presentation for some upcoming PD I have. And it's the title of this one's called The Power of Play. And I mean, the idea is just that like games, all games are series of challenges. They're, they're difficult, you know, they're, they're mentally, some of them are mentally exhausting, you know, but we choose to do those things. Like we, we opt in and it's right. that perception that is huge, right? When you opt into something, you don't call it work, even though it is a series of challenges. Most of the board games I play in the end are just a bunch of math calculations, if you think about it. Like, should I spend X dollars to get X points? Yeah, that works out. So I'll buy, right? Like, so here in my free time, I'm just doing a bunch of long division, yet, you know, I don't call it work. Yet, sitting in the classroom learning about long division, we call work. So, so changing, that... the, changing the verbiage of, uh, you know, Instead of workstations, you're doing a treasure hunt or, you know, like instead of a quiz, it's a boss battle. Like all those little language change, like you said, or, you know, make all the difference. It's huge. It's so huge. And it's not only like surface level huge, it connects to the way they think about the experience. And 
in my own experience, like I'm trying to say with these board games, I have felt that like I, the, the language change gets me into like, yeah, like I just built a fort and I just like, oof, I just reached the city to trade when like, no, I didn't. I moved some pieces over there and I did some math. That's what I did. That is, right. that is literally what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like on my map quest, it's you, you're, what you're doing is moving a push pin, you know, like five inches, but in their mind, they're going into a, a, a new room that might have dragons or something in it you know so it's just that being fully immersed even though really everybody in the room knows you're just taking a push pin and you're moving it to room two but they're so engaged in the game that they're like what you know what's in store for me there so it's just it's just a whole change of mindset and it keeps me like i said having to really up my game as a teacher and really figure out ways that i can make it more entertaining and by making it more entertaining for them I'm like having so much fun being at school, you know? So it's like, it's, it's just a whole mindset change for both me and for them. That's my favorite part about it. I mean, in all seriousness and in, in all the work that I do, my favorite thing I hear is when teachers kind of light up a little bit and they smile a little bit and they just say like, I'm having fun. And that kind of goes back to my last point. This is their job. This is their work. And now, now that they're gamifying, now that they're thinking of like fun little challenges, things to hide, things to do, hurdles to go over, you know, language to use. Now they're smiling about their work and they're saying, you know, this, this is fun. It's fun to design these challenges. It's fun to think creatively, like to not just stare at a bunch of long division and say, how can we slog through long division? Now it's like, how can we spin this a little bit? We're still going to be doing long division, but like you're f- way more free in terms of your design scope because now you're talking about comic books and you yeah. know superhero characters, which no no one ever sat down to build a textbook and thought about comic book characters and long division together. But like you have, you right, have. right, and it, and the crazy part is it works so well. That's the uh, that's the crazy part um, with with comic universe. I mean, it's truly a universe. There's like a million different ways. So you've got, you know, a character like Storm who's interpreted one way in a different comic book and another way in a different whole different series. So you have so much freedom to change things up. Uh, and a kid will say to me every once in a while, well, that's not what happens in the movie. And I'm like, well, we're not in the movie. We're, we're in the Eververse, which is different. Um, so... And they just like roll their eyes. Okay, okay, Mr. Carlson, whatever. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, like theme theme can be powerful. I do. I'm sure everyone knows on this podcast. I do the Realm of Nobles, uh, which is like a medieval theme, and I have been using that now for a long time, and I love it. And there's for anybody that's freaked out about picking something that long, you don't have to. There are teachers I know that redo their theme every two years or so. Um, the thing I like about choosing the same topic for a long haul is your game just gets that much richer. The theme ends up looking better because I I can invest time to make my items and cards and PowerPoints or whatever I use just that much better because I know like, <laughs> like I'm going to use this side quest next year and the year after and the year after so right. I can make my side quest slide look perfect because it's worth it for me. Like that's a, that saves yeah. me time in the future. Yeah. That's a really good uh, idea. Good thought. When you, when you're making the resources, if you're making them really theme 
related instead of content based, you can use them, you know, over and over. So like I think about where I started last year and really it was for the last, the second half of the year where we started really getting going full. Um, and there were things I used last year that are even better this year because I was able to take what worked, what didn't work last year, tweak it. But the theme, you know, I was still able to keep it the same or, you know, tweak this or that. Um, and so, and as a teacher who's always reinvented the wheel every year, I'm not a teacher that will keep stuff year after year and do the same worksheet. Um, so for me, it was, it was actually a challenge for me to think, okay, what will I actually use mm -hmm. um, that I can just make tweaks to instead of, um, instead of just, uh, you know, going to the copy room and printing out the next lesson. Well, even like a, just a general tip, even the time that you invest in finding visual assets, I'll call them, for your game. So even if you just make a folder that's like comic book villains, comic book heroes, comic book graphics, and you, I don't know, let's say you want kind of that Dick Tracy look of like a file, you know, like a policeman file with like the coffee stain. So you go and spend time finding all those assets of the coffee stain and the police file, the manila folder, so that on a Google slide for one of your side quests you make like a file folder coffee stain you got the like typewriter text in there mm -hmm. and even if you don't use that quest again you could totally like copy that slide mm -hmm. slide deck and then like change right. change to a different quest change to a different thing right so like the time invested in building your world is going to mm -hmm. still save you time later on yeah so i've had people ask me um you know, to share like my dragon bone quest from last year. And I shared it, but with the understanding that, Hey, just so you know, I did this last year. So everything has changed, but this, yeah, was... <laughs> like, this isn't how it works, but so you're... literally all of the content stuff in there, just disregard. Cause there, uh, you know, all of that has changed. So now I'm using it for long division or, or last year I was using it for fractions, you know, or whatever. So sure. Well, will we're at reflection time. <laughs> You, right? It does. It just goes by. <laughs> this is Will's first time, and he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for the fact that it goes this fast. No. Uh, all right. This Today's quote comes to us from Benjamin Franklin. Ooh. Uh, let's, right. let's see what we think about it here. It says, tell me and I forget. Teach me and I may remember. Involve me and I will learn. Love it. And I, uh, that's pretty much exactly how I uh, started to do gamification. I mean, it's really more about us instead of just me saying, here's a lesson. Um, I have kids that, students that will really get into it. Um, I have one who's actually designing our next quest um, because he's really into Spider-Man. And I haven't done any map quests yet for Spider-Man. So I said, hey, I know you're really into Spider-Man. So can you, you know, kind of come up with a storyline and we'll use that. Um, and so it's more about getting them, getting the kids hands on things like cards, items, anything that you can think of that gets the kids involved because really they're what drive the whole class. So it's not just about, you know, it's not my class, it's our class. So that's what I think about that. That's awesome. Uh, for me, I got to tell you, like this quote sort of perfectly almost max, maps onto my like journey as a teacher. 
I think when I first graduated and I first got in front of the classroom, it was a lot of tell me and I forget. Like I would just be like, well, I said that in class. I did that. You know, like I, boo boo. I was, I was barking orders, you know, I, I did it with a smile. I was excited, young teacher, but like it was still the equivalent of me just telling kids stuff. And then I did like learn through experience how to become a better teacher. And I started to teach, but I still agree with this quote, teach me and I may remember, you know, like maybe they had it on the test, but three months later when you ask them the question, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess we learned about that. And like, they didn't really remember. It's remember. Right? Yeah. But then like <laughs> this idea now that I gamify, I'm in this, I'm in this third level here of involve me and I learn. And it's just, I it's intoxicating to me. I'm I'm like proud to be here, but like I think that quote for me is almost like my teaching career. Started with the tell, went to the teach, and I was proud of the teach, and the teach worked. But then like, oof, now that I'm at the involved state, like I'm never going back. For sure. It's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for being on episode one hundred and fifty here on Man, Played. That was awesome. Yeah, we hope to have you back on the show. I always love having different people come on, so thank you for giving up your time. Everyone else, thank you for listening every week. I really appreciate it that you're listening. If you could uh, check out my other resources on mrmatera.com, check out YouTube, uh, lots of resources there. If you want to comment back to Will or I on this episode, it's episode 150. You can find it on YouTube, the video version of it. Uh, that's all we have for you today. Take care and play on.